0: markets. Uh, not much movement there. Brent crude oil trading at uh, $75.93 a barrel. Gold is at $1,785 an ounce. Thank you for listening this morning. Please join me again uh, tomorrow morning for more Money Talks. Stay tuned for back chats with Jim Gould and Jim, Jenny Lamb in just a moment. The weather forecast for today is going to be fine, dry during the day. Maximum temperature of around 23 degrees, mainly fine and dry in the next few days. Uh, 19 degrees right now, 72% relative humidity.
1: 8.30 and a half, here's Todd Harding with the half-hour news. Starting from today, the government's COVID location recording app, Leave Home Safe, will be mandatory at a number of specified premises, including gyms, cinemas and restaurants. Despite concern that some half a million people in Hong Kong don't have a smartphone, so far only people aged 65 or above and under 16s are exempt from using the app. James Robertson is the owner of the Grappers restaurant chain. I think up
2: until today, of course, it's changing today, but the uh, we probably have about fifteen percent, maybe twenty percent, less than twenty, though, that are using the uh, write it down on a piece, a piece of paper and and file it. I know myself for a long time, I I kind of didn't use the away from home app, but now I've found it quite convenient. And to be honest, I mean, uh, the the people between the ages of fifteen and sixty five will now be required to uh, to use the app. It's actually going to be easier for the restaurants because we no
1: longer have to accept the, uh, the handwritten thing. A spokesman for the Chinese embassy in Britain says Beijing has not invited UK ministers or officials to the Winter Olympics after British Prime Minister Boris Johnson told Parliament the UK will effectively stage a diplomatic boycott of the Winter Olympics in Beijing, while stressing that he doesn't think such boycotts are sensible.
3: There will be effectively a, a diplomatic boycott of the. Uh, there will be a diplomatic boycott of the uh, of the Winter Olympics in Beijing. No ministers are expected to attend. What I think the House uh, and, and, and no officials, Mr.
1: Speaker. But what I can tell the House is that uh, I do not think that sporting boycotts are sensible, and that remains the policy of the government. The embassy spokesman urged the UK government to stop political manipulation. He pointed out that making the attendance of government officials at the Games an issue is in essence a political smearing campaign, adding the move will surely meet condemnation from the international community. Meanwhile, Canada has also said it will diplomatically boycott the Games. The Angela Merkel era has come to an end with the swearing in of Olaf Scholz as as Germany's new Chancellor. The handover ceremony at the Chancellery was a harmonious affair, with Ms. Merkel wishing her successor well. I know from personal
4: experience that it's a moving moment to be elected to this post. You might have guessed that it's an exciting and also fulfilling job, a demanding one too. But if you take it on with joy, it's maybe also one of the most beautiful jobs that exist to take on responsibility for this country. From the bottom of my heart, I wish you the best of luck in this position and always a lucky hand
1: for our country. Mr Scholz received a standing ovation from MPs as he stood up to take the oath of office. I swear that I will dedicate my efforts to the well-being of the German people, promote their welfare, protect them from harm, uphold and defend the constitution and the laws of the Federal Republic, fulfill my duties conscientiously and do justice to all. You're listening to the news on RTHK.
3: Good morning and welcome to Back Chats. I'm Jim Gould and your co-host today is Jenny Lam. Good morning, Jenny.
4: Good morning, everyone.
3: On this morning's programme, we're focusing on plans to reopen the border with the mainland, with the chief executive Carrie Lam saying Hong Kong will prioritise quarantine-free travel for business people. Although the initial daily quota is still unknown, Mrs Lam said officials would be contacting business chambers, professional bodies and listed companies to come up with a list of people belonging to the priority group. While the Hong Kong Health Code uh, is set to open for registration uh, tomorrow, she also called on residents not to register for it unless there was an urgent need. What is this likely to mean for business activity and eventually for tourism, but uh, also for those who've been waiting uh, many months for family reunions? And from 9.15 this morning, we're going to be talking about the first bachelor's degree in gaming design and animation in Hong Kong. Let us know your thoughts. You can leave a message on our Facebook page, Backchat on RTHK Radio 3. Email us at backchat at RTHK or give us a call on 233-88-266. Excuse me. me. Uh, Joining us now in our studio here at Broadcasting House, we have uh, Paul Leung, Chairman of the Hong Kong Inbound Travel Association, and also on the line, George Cawtherley, Vice-Chairman of the Hong Kong International Chamber of Commerce. Uh, Okay, perhaps uh, uh, George Corthley, could we start with you? Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for joining us. So, what do you think of this gradual uh, reopening of the border that is planned? Uh, The reports say that the initial quota will be 1,000 people a day and uh, business uh, travel will be prioritised. What are your thoughts about that now?
2: Well, I think um, obviously it's welcome think at the level that it's going to start, I wonder what impact it will actually have uh, on, on uh, businesses with an international dimension. I mean, Hong Kong has this role
4: The Hong Kong Inbound Travel Association. Yeah, hi, good this morning. Is, good morning. Yeah. Um, will this opening up sort of help breathe life back into the travel industry?
5: Uh, not at the moment. Uh, I think, and uh, as a start, you know, the travel industry welcomes the, to reopen the border, but but in, on the first stage, I think those are for the businessmen mainly, and for the family reunion. But not really for the tour group or leisure market But uh, as as far as the travel agency concerned We need uh, a timetable for us uh, To prepare what we're going to do On the next following months uh, Such as like uh, the transportation Like uh, the, the car, the vehicles The buses that cross the border And those we need uh, We need to to revalid all our license, insurance uh, Because uh, all these buses have been lying And quite chung for, for quite some time So uh, we need to set up all all the buses And also to re- recruit back all the all the bus drivers so, now, but,
4: so you're talking about a gradual process How, yeah. how, how, how much time are we talking about? Weeks? Um,
5: it really depends on uh, on the government Because the licensee and the insurance I think it, it, won't, it won't take too long But at least it, it, it takes within a, a few weeks or a month to prepare all this And of course, you know uh, all this. The staff also, you know, been. I mean, we 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 didn't we lay off a lot of staff already. So we have to recruit back all the staff because some of the staff may 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 have some other other uh, other opportunities instead of the tourism. So so we just need. Actually, uh, this is a good news to us to reopen it. So at least we, have, we we can start uh some somehow somewhere we 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 have to start anyway right so uh just the, to prepare is, is easy uh, because uh at least at least we we have some ground to start with mm-hmm. like uh uh they allow us to have tour groups coming in when or maybe two months later or one month later they, we can start to have because to a group to a group or leisure market we need to promote in this business not not just uh, oh okay you know we just step into a restaurant and we can eat you know no we we have to prepare a lot of things for them mm-hmm. uh,
4: yeah so george quarterly as as you pointed out um many of the international businesses in hong kong are here because we are sort of window into mainland China. Right now, the opening up is only limited to Guangdong Province. How urgent is it um, that we should open up to the rest of the mainland?
2: Well, I think if you think realistically about the impact of uh, quarantine travel, um, the the businesses that are going to be that are most affected, of course, are the regional offices because uh, they need to travel around the region. Um, and these are the offices; these are the businesses that are probably going to rethink whether Hong Kong is the best place to have their regional office if uh, non-quarantine travel uh, is not instituted um, in you know a reasonable. I think if by the end of this next year we are still in uh, a, a quarantine uh, um, mode, uh, then I think you will see uh, regional offices moving out. Um, I think in the meantime, you won't see new regional offices opening up here because uh, there's no point. Um, And I think you may even see some regional offices now thinking, actually, uh, do they need a regional office anymore? Because Zoom has opened up a lot of possibilities. It doesn't solve all the things. Um, But maybe the combination of travel and Zoom, they don't need regional offices. So that's the sector, as far as we're concerned, I think is going to be most effective um,
4: You're saying that some of these regional office companies might no longer see the need for uh, a regional office. Tell me a little bit more about the shift in these operations, Um, you know, other than Zoom, other than finding they don't actually need a physical office. What other ways are companies adapting?
2: travel, I think uh, uh, once everything's opened up again will reduce quite significantly, maybe 30%, maybe 50%, because companies can see there's a certain amount they can do by Zoom. So why go to the expense of so many business trips um,
4: and this, this sort of thing? Well, of course, um, that, that depends very much on high internet speed. So do you see some of the countries that maybe have poorer uh, connection losing out? Well, countries
2: markets for for hong kong business um and and uh, so so I, and i think with poor connections maybe they, they they aren't big business areas
4: um and you know um, the regional offices tend to be um, with the major uh, major economic countries mm. so paul i want just to move on to a different point this this opening up requires obviously while well, we're now talking the leaf home safe app is a mandatory for for restaurants and gyms etc um should this become a mandatory thing for, for tourists as well? What difficulties do you envisage in enforcing that in your sector?
5: Yeah, you know, uh, in our point of view, I think the tourism sector, I think everybody encouraged them to to take injection. Uh, no um, I think most of them, or, or over 90% of our employees uh, have been taking those dose already. You know, uh, they, they it's really... You know, in our business, you know, like in order to 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 cut down the uh, the the um, the, the CV19, uh, so everybody should should take injections, um, know, um, especially um, our 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 employees. I'm so,
4: thinking more of a sort of a practical day-to-day um, operation. So, for example, for restaurants, when your customer come into your restaurant you have to make sure that they have true vaccination record and that they're using yeah we did so so your manager standing at the door of a restaurant may find may have difficulties enforcing that first of all to verify that the person is actually over 65 or under 15 what what similar difficulties do you envisage in your Uh,
5: no uh, for for us you know uh, like uh, for instance uh, we are operating those uh, uh, free tour and also the green tours uh, so uh, the tour guide is the one who really uh, check all all the documents, and then they really uh, make sure that everybody got ejected or or uh, at least at least seventy five percent of them have been before they go get on the bus. So uh, so this is a normal routine for the tour guide already. I don't think they feel uh, they they have difficulties in checking because when when the passengers. When those clients join our tour they were informed that uh, they need this they they need to to have the injection uh, otherwise they cannot they, they cannot join the tour or uh, we have to separate tour, uh, two kinds like uh like uh, some uh, they they need they they have injected but some they didn't so we have to separate the two groups
4: Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So, George Quarterly, I mean, this this opening up, apart from checking apps and stuff, um, there's a quota. So do you see that certain big businesses will be able to take up a lot of the quota? And, you know, how how, how do we ensure equity in this distribution? Well, that's that's a
2: big question. Um, is it going to be first come, first served? Um, or, or is it going to be based on the size of your company? Uh questions that the government hasn't answered yet. Uh, but another another point about
3: What sort of people would you expect uh, would be prioritized uh, uh, for the first uh, quota? I mean, I'm thinking uh, the former chief executive, uh, CY Leung, uh, gave a talk yesterday at a forum and he was arguing that uh, policy researchers, professional groups, members of business chambers, uh, journalists and diplomats should be among the the first uh, people um, able to travel across the border quarantine free.
2: before it can go. Um, But I'm not quite sure what the reason for giving priority to researchers is. Um, I I presume that's to to sort of try and help build on uh, the government's idea that we become a research hub. Um, But research is a a very long-term thing. Um, I think, you know, I I think if you want your economy uh, to move, then it's the business people who do the nuts and bolts of it that you want to be able to go into China first, mm. not the uh, researchers who won't produce economic gains for you for maybe 5, 10, 20 years.
3: Mm. Now you're with the Hong Kong International Chamber of Commerce, you're the vice chairman there. I mean, How have your members been holding up uh, during the past two years with the restrictions on travel?
2: Well, I think, it. I mean, it again, it depends business to business. Uh, But, I mean, in general, I think uh, our members have been pretty tolerant uh, of of, of things. Um, I think what worries them most is when the rest of the world opens up and we don't open up, um, then we can see we're at a disadvantage to the rest of the world. I think that's probably
3: the main concern of our members you we don't want to be at a disadvantage Yeah, and and then you mentioned uh, regional offices uh, relocating or, or or not having to operate at all because of because things can be done online but uh, in terms of relocation that would be to where uh, uh, Singapore
2: well, I think Singapore is the obvious one um, because you it, it's yeah. the most efficient other capital I think in Southeast Asia other than if you want to go to Japan um, so I think that's the most likely one, and they seem to have uh, a, a pretty objective view of things. Um, and once.
4: with Christmas coming up and we all know about the supply chain um, problems uh, do you see this uh, opening up helping to somehow relieve this import export um, business in
3: a comment here on our Facebook page from Marcus says how do you register for the Hong Kong Health Code? I hope uh, you can provide a link or explain the process during the programme. Well Marcus, I can tell you that the uh, Health Code system will be open for registration from 9am tomorrow and uh, members of the public can register an account uh, and familiarise themselves with its functions Uh, uh, There is A web address uh, and that is healthcode, all one word, healthcode.gov.hk. There's a number to call as well for inquiries, which is 3142 2330. There you go. Paul Lung, so what are your hopes? for next year for 2022 i mean how long do you think it will be before you know the inbound uh, travel business is getting back to something like full steam oh uh, i i don't think it will
5: work out in 22 mm-hmm. um uh what we expected if, if if we are lucky uh if we can make it a full team full rate will be on the 23 23rd so the important thing is when we open up the 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 not only the border, we should open up our uh, the airport and all these things so that other other areas can come to Hong Kong. It's not only China. You no, know, of of course at the moment, um uh, uh, like this year we have nothing to say or the coming six months. I um, we are not prepared for other other market except the China. Uh so but after at least six months later we should uh concentrate on other market as well like uh uh i'm just giving you an uh, an example like the the indian market you know i think uh hong kong has been wiped out everything but indian market is still strong in in uh uh dubai and still in uh, thailand phuket right and also in uh, amaldis so at least they are moving those agents are moving And uh, at least they have something to do like uh, they are organizing some charter flight going flying down to Phuket, example. Uh, I'm just giving you an example. I'm not saying that Hong Kong should welcome them at this moment. I'm talking about the coming next month. We should prepare all this for them. Uh, Not only because if we are going to uh, uh, sleep sleep down like now nothing moving, so. Uh, Hong Kong will not be the first priority to visit for those countries. Mm. And we will be left, left behind.
4: What about, what about the airlines? I mean, we, we, we know about all the problems at Cathay Pacific, all the mm. you know pilots being quarantined for long periods, and then some other airlines yeah. like British Airways simply not flying mm-hmm. here anymore. What does it take to revive the inbound travel, tourism in terms of air travel and...
5: Oh, that—that that is the airline sector. The—the the, the, the things they should prevent, you know. Uh, but
4: without them, there is no end. Yeah,
5: <laughs> without. <that. laughs> uh, oh, um, uh, of course, there are some cruise ships now, right? The—the—the the, the cruise ships business is booming. But yeah. the uh,
4: cruise ships that go nowhere. <laughs> uh, yeah,
5: nowhere. But that it should go somewhere, you know. Uh, then, then we can have hope that uh, our business will come back know if always going to nowhere you know uh we <laughs> uh, uh, like uh, that we are going to to stay in the hotel because people uh hong kong hong kong people uh are eager to to travel uh, at least uh, they don't want to to, to stay home uh, like that the stay vacation is booming also right so uh not uh as far as the airline concerned i think they 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 have a lot of uh, factors, and you no, know, they, they, they should prepare what they should do. You know, like at the, they are the huge company. Yeah. So, yeah. But but as far as the traffic, uh, to, uh the traffic for the travel agents, you no, know, you no, know, we should you know we have our our part, you know, we have to negotiate with our overseas agents. Or uh, uh, at the moment, it's the Great Bay Area agents uh, to to work on. Yeah. So at least we we should have some uh, incoming passengers mm. or going out passengers
3: in Bang and out Bang at the moment. Okay, yeah. uh, George Cawthorley, um we've got the holiday season coming up. Um, many of your members planning to travel for family reasons over Christmas and New Year? Uh,
2: very very few and with great reluctance mm. <laughs> uh, because they're going to have to face weeks quarantine when they come back um, no but I, yes i think uh, uh overseas travel for the holidays is pretty much out
4: mm. yeah so, so so mr quarterly i was just wondering what can the business sector do to reassure um the hong kong government or maybe even the mainland government that uh, there are measures we can take to open up safely what what what, what suggestions would you have
2: Well, I think, I mean, obviously, you have to have some form of conditional quarantine-free travel. So that means you've got to be vaccinated. Um, And I uh, I think that's probably the the main thing um, that uh, we can agree to, that uh, travel should be restricted to those who are properly vaccinated. Um, And I think you have to agree that you have to take a a test before you go so that uh, at least... Uh, when you travel you don't have the and uh, the virus um, but beyond that there's there's not much else we can do um, uh, as, as business people um, you know, it's 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 the medical people who uh, should be able to come up with um, the processes and procedures that would keep people as safe as possible but I think you've got to accept basically uh, eventually that you're going to have to reinstate I stay. Mean, mm. I've, I've had some experiences with family members who have had the virus in England.
3: OK, thank, well, thanks very Sorry to have to stop you, but uh, we've got to take a break for the news. But thanks very much for joining us on the programme this morning. Uh, George Cawthorley the vice chairman of the Hong Kong International Chamber of Commerce. Uh, quick uh, look uh, at the weather. Uh, fine, uh, top temperature today around uh, 23 degrees. The outlook mainly fine and dry in the next few days. It's currently 19 degrees, humidity
1: 70%. Promote their welfare, protect them from harm uphold and defend the Constitution and the laws of the Federal Republic, fulfil my duties conscientiously and do justice to all. You're listening to the news on RTHK.
3: And welcome back to Back Chat with Jenny Lam and me, Jim Gould. And this morning uh, we're talking about uh, plans to reopen the border with the mainland, uh, with uh, Hong Kong Saying that it will prioritize quarantine free travel for business people. Um, we have with us uh, in the studio Paul Leung, who's the chairman of the Hong Kong Inbound Travel Association. And also now joining us on the line, Si uh, Lai Shan, who's deputy director of the Society for Community Organization. Si um, Lai Shan, good morning. Hey, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Um, so I know that you've expressed some concern about the effect that the separation, the closed borders has had on uh, cross-border families. Um, now we've heard that uh, business people will be, be prioritised for quarantine-free travel. Um, how do you feel about this arrangement? Yeah,
6: actually, we keep on receiving many inquiries and, and, and seek help. Um, they, they need to have urgent us to go back to mainland uh, because uh, some of them because they have their um, uh, elderly uh, uh, relatives uh, for some parents they are in, in mainland china and they are sick and or some uh, even already uh, a serious and the medical uh, doctor said that the um, probably will be passed away soon so they, they need to urgently uh, to go back to home uh, to take care of them or even their Prepare the funeral or already passed away, something like this. And then the other is uh, some of them, their spouse. Um, they need to apply for the one repayment or the one repayment already uh, approved, and they need to go back to to get to, to sign it, to receive it, and then so they can settle in Hong Kong. And or some of them, they, they separate for a long time, and even some of them actually whole family, they already have the identity card, Hong Kong identity card, and their Hong Kong residence. Um but they uh, uh, live in certain something like that because cheaper housing, and then they uh, go and out um, Hong Kong to work every day. Because the coastal border, they need to uh, um, one of them need to uh, live in Hong Kong temporary, and then they separate for two years. So there are many urgent uh, uh, and many uh, uh, family uh, unions and uh, uh, problems.
4: Yeah, so mm-hmm. lots of su- uh, family separation. What suggestion? Would you have so I to prioritize the quota
6: mm. the, the one thousand quota should be uh, have uh, certain per, uh, 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 proportion to to go to uh, uh those family uh, issues uh, those family needs
4: yeah but but uh, so prioritizing i mean you know you know you you have five families you have five elderly people who are equally sick how how would you do that
6: i think at least you for those they have the uh, relatives they are urgently... They are sick. They have medical uh, uh, proof uh, and then all the uh, uh, parts of way proof, and then they can go back to to have that to mm-hmm. to meet or to pe- do things for for them. Because I think for them it's a very a, a really important uh, critical uh, life uh, moment. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, how are you able to help uh, Soko? What can you do for people in that position?
6: Uh, I think we we can help them to uh, submit the application and then assess their it. Uh, uh, their situation and then give the uh, uh, evidence to the government so to do that recommendation.
3: So would you want to see more consideration on compassionate grounds?
6: Yeah, I think if they can, and of course if they have a, a, code, a, a certain quota for those, uh, and then of course they still need to have certificate, if even they have a the quota, because there are many different kind of cases, yeah.
4: You know, um, Lai Shan, this will require a Hong Kong health code. Right now, we have the leave home safe, which is mandatory for, for uh, low income families and, and even for homeless people. This is a, a real problem because they simply don't have a smartphone. T- tell me, you know, what, what is happening on on that front?
6: Uh, regarding the smartphone, yes, we we have uh, uh, many of uh, uh, those underprivileged. They don't have the smartphone, and uh, so now uh, um, we, have, we also actually already write data to the government, not and uh, to reflect the problem. And then we also uh, uh, calling for donation of a smartphone, and uh, we request the government to waive some of them. And, uh, if they have, they don't have smartphone, they can temporarily and uh, not use that and uh, so they can then have a fee to, to entry those uh premises. Mm. Um and we we also we um are uh, authorized to issue the the uh exemption paper for the homeless. Yeah. But I think for the others, um we still have some others are uh, not exemption of for example they are not aged over sixty five or not not under fifteen. Those mm-hmm. middle or those young young uh young people they uh still have a uh, some percentage they don't have a smartphone. So I think in this period if we don't have enough time to uh deliver the smartphone or don't have enough smartphone for them, there's also some of them they should be exemption to use the paper something like that. mm
4: mm-hmm. I mean this this whole point of, of uh you know tracking and smartphones and it's it's really you know, for 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 uh, tracking potential cases. What happens if you just simply have mandatory vaccination? I mean, Germany is going to have it. Do you think that's going to be a problem? Do you think that's likely? Yeah, know?
6: I think yes, yes, yeah. For those, uh, they never use smartphone. Actually, we, we need to teach them. And I so I think the government, they should have a bigger policy to to handle those technology and and, and, and digital uh, uh, skills, uh, more uh, training costs, for this and then they should
3: have a policy to to target all the citizens they they can use it and and if they can afford it they should have a subsidy for that mm-hmm. um yeah uh paul lung um, um carrie Lam, the chief executive has also said that the uh, the vaccination rate um well hong kong's doing well not too badly now i think it's up to 71 percent of eligible residents have had their mm. first uh, inoculation sixty seven percent double dosed um, but um, uh, the chief executive has pointed out that if there isn 't a significant improvement um, that may hinder the opening up plans i mean in terms of the the travel industry business um, um, uh, all, all of your members are, are pushing for all of their employees to get uh, vaccinated and uh,
5: yeah. how's it going yeah, you can say that i know uh the travel agents our business they encourage people to 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 get vaccinated because that 's the the only way that we can uh, we can start our business again mm-hmm. you know so uh, uh in our business majority of them nineteen over ninety five percent of mm-hmm. them uh are vaccinated no uh you can just uh you you know in uh i'm i'm just giving you an example uh uh we uh, the travel agency take care of the of the center the vaccination center okay so uh we have around twenty one center and some of the hosp- uh, eleven centre in the hospital uh when we check with the staff all our employees there uh, all the travel agency staff, uh, we are we got 95% of them, are vaccinated. So those who are not is because of the personal reason, like uh, they uh, they they really cannot take it. Mm-hmm. So but they have to they have to get the test every 14 days. Mm-hmm. So so that that means to say that uh, we we our our travel our industry. I uh, encourage people to to take, Where to to be vaccinated. Uh, so not only the first two but the second. You know, some of them are taking the third now. Mm. So, um, so what we really hope is uh, that everybody get vaccinated. Not only over sixteen and that they have exemption and all these things. If we everybody have exempted, so means to say it's no use. That uh, it never ends. So we never started. Our business will never start. So uh, we encourage people to to get vaccinated, so that as as far as the travel agency or our travel business concerned, then we can start. Mm -hmm. So and not only uh, we 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 don't ask for exemption. We we really hope everybody get vaccinated.
4: Yeah. So, Sheila Shan uh, from Soko, a big problem mm. here is uh, elderly people who who don't trust the vaccine, or for some other reason, just don't want to have it. From from your contact with mm. you know these these uh, you know, elderly community, what exactly is um, their problem?
6: We do um, uh, we, we, all, we we encourage a lot of the, the elderly to take uh, uh, the vaccination, but still some of them they really have a hesitation because some of them they have long term disease. And then they don't have a uh, body check and they, that they worry. And, uh, so, and then some of them even they are working and supporting the family. So they worry if once they have any problems and who will support their family. So I think those, um, need that the government to have, uh, provided, uh, them, uh, some body check opportunity or those have the financial problems with that they can, uh, support them if they have any problems, um, because they, they don't have uh, any discount. They, they
4: can they can get body checks at public health clinics.
6: I think some of them they need to queue up a quite long time, and so so that's why. Um,
4: so a question of time.
6: Take, yeah, yeah, yeah. They take times to do that. And uh, it's been other, it's been two years. And the other actually, the, the doctor already recommend, uh, already said that they, they are not suitable for for vaccination, uh, because of their uh, uh, illness. So they also have other
3: problems, yeah. Mm-hmm. But the vaccination rate among the 80 people aged 80 and over is, a, is actually very low, isn't it? I mean, uh, 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 I'm not quite sure of the figure, but I think it's I think it's less than 20%. I have to check it for people aged 80 and over. But, uh, I mean, how would you account for that? How would you account for so many elderly people not going are and they, getting Are they getting jabbed?
4: the wrong information or something?
6: Uh, I think it's, uh, they, 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 you know, you know, the, the, the side effect of the reporting or those, uh, their friends, um, they do have some side effect, uh, uh around their, uh, uh friends, uh, uh, network. So they, some of them, they do have the real true uh, worry because they see of that. And, uh, actually, even at some of they also complain to me that they have, after that, that, and they do have some side effect and, and it, uh they need to go go to um, uh emergency uh medical and then still last quite a long time. So some of them are very and if they know their friends they have this kind of things. Uh, um so this is um I don't know, I think the the experts the they need to explain more whether the side if a problem or how can to handle, how they them to handle with them. Oh, a um bit.
4: Yeah, and what are the social workers like yourself actually doing to reassure these these people? Yeah, they?
6: actually, we we encourage them do and then even accompany of them or or uh, make calls for them to to do or um, follow up their medical needs because after the vaccination, they some of them do have some uh, problems and they do have money, and, and so we try to, to support everything. But anyway, you, you know, they they have the. They, at their views, whether they can decide what they want to take um, or not, and so so we just can provide whatever support and then advocate uh, the government to to do more at the same time. Yeah.
4: What what more would you like the government to actually do? To I think they, they
6: should. Uh, uh, for example, those long-term deceased, uh, uh elderly, their doctor can or their nurse they can contact them. Uh, initiate to contact them, rather than they go and then they need a big appointment for a long time and then they can provide a body check for them if they are worried and then uh, explain to them more about, because they will believe the doctors uh, uh, and then the others whether they have any problem financially and then the government they can have uh, support immediately
3: Okay, uh, just before we bring this Or they can have uh,
6: something like emergency fund, in case anything. Because now the the uh, compensation fund or the resignation is too strict and nobody can get compensation, okay. you know. And if they can have some emergency fund, is more light uh, or something that's like easier to apply and they will not worry. Uh, once I have any problem, I can apply something to support my family. I think this is important.
3: Sorry, sorry. What what compensation fund are you referring to?
6: And you mean if they have uh, some side effect and they mm. cannot work? temporary ask, and okay. whether the government they can help okay. them because mm-hmm. now you need to prove you are die because of that and then actually we cannot see any case they cannot see any case compensated, so, so they worry whether if they have any problem even not die but they need to uh uh, 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 uh to to medical ch- uh, uh, treatment for some time and then they cannot work they don't have income what can mm-hmm. they do mm-hmm.
3: Okay, Um, uh, just before we bring this part of the programme to a close. uh, So Paul Lung, you were saying just now how important it is to have a very high uh, vaccination rate uh, for for opening up, especially for the travel business. Uh, I mean, would you have any advice for the administration about how to how to increase the vaccination rate among the general public?
5: no actually in in uh, 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 in the meantime uh, the government have do a lot of things you no know, they 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 have people they going to the to the uh resident residential area for vaccination and also uh, they are maintaining so many uh, uh vaccination center so and other than that even in the hospital and uh, they 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 have some center that, uh that are uh, uh, vaccinating center in the hospital as well and for those uh, people there are uh, going around and, and and encouraging all the elderly to to get vaccinated you know you you'll be surprised if you go to the hospital mm-hmm. uh, uh, some of our staff will, will, will come and approach you and uh, uh, bring you to the vaccination center to have to, to take the vaccination so I, I think the the elderly is starting picking up now mm. you no know, i i i checked quite a number of uh, vaccination center i saw uh, several elderly people uh not not like few months before you know there's no no elder uh, but now uh, quite uh, over 65 i think there's a lot of 65 People uh, are taking uh, taking doses now, right. so I uh, this is a good sign. Mm-hmm. So I, I think the government have done everything already. <laughs> you know, we we you know as uh, the important thing is as far as we concerned as a citizen. So we should encourage ourselves or uh, our our friends to take the to take, to to get vaccinated. Otherwise. Uh, no, no tend
3: to it. We cannot live with the, uh, uh,
5: with the yeah. pandemic. Yeah.
3: Okay. And the vaccination centres are very efficient. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. OK, great. Okay. Uh, thank you very much for speaking to us uh, on the programme this morning. Uh, Paul Leung there, chairman of the Hong Kong Inbound Travel Association. And thanks very much to Si Lai Shan, uh, deputy director of the Society for Community Organisation. Uh, and before nine o'clock, we heard from George Cawthley, vice chairman of the Hong Kong International Chamber of Commerce. And now for the last uh, 10 minutes of the programme, uh, we're going to be turning our attention to another topic. And that is news about uh, a new venture, um, a new degree course. Um, this is the uh, Hong Kong Baptist University, Jenny, yeah. uh, which is uh, introducing the territory's uh, first uh, bachelor degree for uh, in gaming design and animation uh, from September. And this will be uh, teaching students to use uh, skills for designing games uh, and to apply them to Uh, what they're calling the the future world, such as the metaverse. Right, (laughs) it all sounds uh, uh, very interesting. Uh, And we're joined uh, on the line by Dr. Kelvin Lee, who's a senior lecturer at the School of uh, Communication and Film at Hong Kong Baptist U, and who's also the programme director. Um, uh, Good morning to you, Kelvin Lee. Good
0: morning to you. Good morning, Janie. Good morning.
3: Uh, Great. So, so, yeah, please tell us a a little bit more about um, how this course is going to work.
0: All right, so the new program actually is a major revision of our current animation and media arts program. So we keep the core animation component and then integrate with the new game design components. So in other words, the new game components will have game design processes such as the programming, character design, and storytelling, and of course, artificial intelligence, physical simulation, things like that. But what we will say that we differentiate our program from the others is that we also invite other departments such as the Department of Music and the Department of History and also the Department of Humanity and Creative Writing to over us some creative uh, courses so that we can expand our students not only in the domain uh, knowledge but as well as the humanity side of the uh, game design. So. Uh, that's why we think we will say this is the first of its kind in the uh, territory uh, education because we know that uh, the future, I would say the nearly future, just like Jim mentioned, the metaverse, there are many different labels for this future. Metaverse is only one. Some other vendors call it our But after all, it's just a future that will be a digital space just so that we can interact collaborate and socialize in this digital space, just like the movie uh, Ready Pair One. It's not that far distant future. It's almost around the corner. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's why we, we say this is the right time to launch this program.
4: So so for school leavers who are hoping to apply for this program, what sort of qualities or skill set are you looking for in admitting students?
0: Oh, thanks, Jenny. Well, we will of course, looking for uh, students with certain talents in, uh, let's say, visual, creativity, and uh, coding. But that's not the most important part. To be honest, so far I have been uh, in- interviewing a lot of students. Our Hong Kong students are full of creativity. But what we are really looking for in the core among all this is the attitude. But because uh, many talented people may not have the working attitude what i'm saying is uh, they have the uh determined uh, to complete a project or they have uh, to work really hard commit to what they have in uh, with their initial idea and finish it all the way uh, down to the final let's say game or animation so this is what we are looking after because this attitude uh, is also one of the things we advocate in our uh, Education throughout the university because talent is not enough. Mm-hmm. Working attitude is another important part to complete the whole picture.
4: Okay, so so about this virtual world. I mean, I, I know you, you know about the, the the TV show Mandalorian. That's that's mainly shot yeah. on a virtual set. Where is yeah. Hong Kong as far as this use of virtual set, for example, in, in film or, or games? Where how how where are we in in terms of uh, you know international? Um, competition on the national platform use of virtual oh. world
0: yes so well what are that kind of virtual production in, in, in this area is if you imagine actually we are you have been using our screen like the green screen or blue screen to to replace the background where the actors acting in front of the green or blue screen now we change it into a led wall so to my knowledge our local television station has been using LED wall already. If you take a look at some of the TV programs, they have been using LED walls as a decoration. So in this regard, it's not about the technology itself, it's about the storytelling, whether we really leverage this technology to tell a story that can connect and also appeal to the audience. Just like you said, the, 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 the TV series, they can nail it because you're talking about something in the future. That's that's the very best application of this kind of virtual production. So I think the technology is quite accessible.
3: So how do you think this concept of the metaverse is going to develop in future? Uh, are we sort of going to have a lot of young people living in an alternative uh, digital uh, universe, or what's it going to but, look like?
0: Well, I think uh, it's not the metaverse itself. Uh, metaverse is just a label. I would say uh, Mark Zuckerberg is quite a smart guy because he knows what will be a promising future, so yeah. he put a label on that. Right. So anyone can put a label on that. And I will say this will happen. It's not because uh, matter, they say this will happen. It's because it is happening. Now, the other question you are asking is, will our youth all living in that uh, digital space? I wouldn't say so, because we cannot live in a digital uh, space without having a physical body. In other words, we have to live in a physical space. We've got to eat and drink. That's right. So it's just yeah, it's just an extension of our physical space. Just like wow, I'm talking to you right now. How can I be physical presence in your studio? Now, if we are talking on, on in the digital space already, right? So it's just a matter of uh, like a different form of this digital space, I would say. So I won't have much doubt that or our, our next generation become kind of like living in the matrix. I I think it's too too. Crazy to think about this direction, but more uh, in a practical sense, is we will be changing the way we, we communicate. Certainly, maybe next time we will be interviewing uh, in the digital space, you will see my avatar, so talking to you now. And then we will be doing business in the digital space and also education, just like when internet, internet uh, comes into play. The first thing we think of is well, connecting the computer. That's all who can think about YouTube. And then you should transform actively from advertising to even broadcasting. So I I would say, yes, it's happening, but may not be determined by who, a company, or any single body. The future is evolving, and that's why we want our students to have that kind of knowledge skill, so that they are best equipped to prepare, not to to find a job, but to shape the future.
4: So, so we're talking about game design now, as you know, in, in the mainland, um, teenagers, or I can't remember the age exactly, but, but children anyway, are limited to how many hours they can spend on games, um, obviously because of the potential addiction and other things. What, what, what do, you, do you see a need to um, maybe help kids not so that they're not addicted to this kind of um, communication?
0: Well, that is a very difficult question because you can addict to anything. Now, how can we prevent the students or, or the, the young children to addicted to games? Now, first of all, why why would they do so at the very first phase? Because maybe they don't have any other choice. Maybe they don't have friends or their parents are busy at work. They don't have much communication. I think it starts from the family first because uh, the, 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 the the school, all they can do is of course they, they don't allow you to play games during the school time, that sort of thing. And then other things we can do as an educator is tell them more about what is a game actually. It's not just for entertainment. Just like you learn more about the the mechanism behind the game and also the economy, culture, ethics, history, everything about a game, then you won't take the game as the way it is only. You will see it as a as a media or a a communication platform. So by doing so, that may help them to transform their perspective rather than just take it as a game to play or to adapt
3: to it. Okay, Okay. very interesting. Uh, well, let's uh, embrace the future and hope it all worked yeah. out well. Uh, thank you very much yeah. for, for joining us uh, on the programme. Dr Kelvin Lee there, Senior Lecturer of the School of uh, Communication and Film at Hong Kong Baptist University. And he's also the uh, programme director for this uh, uh, new course. Um, okay, just before we uh, bring the programme to uh, an end for this morning, uh, just a couple of uh, uh, quick emails to read out to relating to yesterday's uh, uh, Program, we were talking about housing issues. So, James writes, um, Why bother with this redundant phrase, uh, one country, two systems? The administration can do anything it wants. If it's serious about housing, it can do it. Now, it just wants uh, mainland money. Just another sign it doesn't care about hardworking people, whether we consider them as lower or middle class. And John says, On the subject of redeveloping Kuai Chung container, terminal your guest uh, said that the uh, uh, government would have to compensate the port owner he's missing the key point the port is majority owned by Lee Ka Shing's Hutchinson group with uh, Wharf being the second largest shareholder they'd uh, almost certainly welcome the idea of redeveloping the port Uh, into a trend of uh, thousands of apartments. The key would be the land premium. They would be asked to pay to convert the land from a port into residential use. The government should stipulate that a certain percentage of the redevelopment be set aside for subsidised housing. Um, Thank you for that. Uh, thank you to all of our listeners. Uh, thanks very much to you, Jenny.
4: Thank you very much.
3: And a quick look at the weather before we go to the news summary and morning brew. Uh, fine today, top temperature around 23 degrees, moderate east to northeasterly winds. The outlook mainly fine and dry in the next few days, becoming cool next Monday. It's currently 20 degrees, humidity 69%.
6: This vote ensures patriots administering Hong Kong, good governance, bringing a brighter future, prosperity and stability. The Legislative Council general election will be held on December 19th. The Legislative Council shall be composed of 90 members, 20 in geographical constituencies, 30 in functional constituencies and 40 in the election committee constituency. For inquiries, please call two eight nine one one zero zero one. Improve electoral system. Ensure patriots administering Hong Kong.
1: Summary with Todd Harding. Starting from today, the government's COVID location recording app, Leave Home Safe, will be mandatory at a number of specified premises, including gyms, cinemas, and restaurants. Despite concern that some half a million people in Hong Kong don't have a smartphone, so far only people aged 65 or above and under 16s are exempt from using the app. A spokesman for the Chinese embassy in Britain says Beijing has not invited UK ministers or officials to the Winter Olympics. After British Prime Minister Boris Johnson told Parliament the UK would effectively stage a diplomatic boycott of the Games in Beijing, while stressing that he doesn't think such boycotts are sensible. And in Germany, the Angela Merkel era has come to an end, with the swearing-in of Olaf Scholz as the country's new Chancellor. I'll have more news at 10 o'clock. Stand by for the brew. Uh, sociology prof from the University of Set and Costume Design, great interpreter of Beethoven. Oh,
3: so shy, quiet and retiring, doggy Council co-founder of Rockefeller. Record, Hello. this is really for adults, it's not really for
1: kids. Right? Yeah, well, it's fun, you know. To decipher what's happening behind the myth.
4: Good morning. In Inter- depth interviews and also observations.
1: Absolutely no way. On your radio and live online, this is the morning brew.
3: Good morning to you and welcome along to Thursday on Morning Brew. We've already got the animal magic cranking out. It's always fun at this time of the year to invite Hong Kong's talented artists and performers to join us for a few minutes here and there with a couple of their favorite Christmas songs or pieces or even poetry or whatever. So today after 10, songwriter and super storyteller Blair Reeve is gonna be with us for a chat. It could be Whamageddon this morning but it's probably better to get it out the way. 11.10, 11.10, it's our weekly visit from our vet, Dr. Dave Gething. He has been dealing with a big case of a pet in a car accident this week, and hopefully he'll be able to tell you that it all had a happy ending. So that's kind of our topic this morning. Preventing such happenings and, of course, dealing with them. Any questions you have about your pets and loved furries, Brew at rthk.h.